been thinking about new video games with better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's Alex. You do this every time, and I'm just always going to go first. (laughs) And Alex. Yeah, I guess I'll go second. (laughs) It's up to you two to decide which one's going first and second. Y'all figure it out amongst yourselves pretty well most of the time, so. I just talk and it works out. I guess that's... (laughs) that's, Not my problem. Yeah, I can go with the flow. Our better buddies icebreaker this week. How was your freshman year of high school? Yeah, like, okay. So, like, a school for me was just really weird before sophomore year. I moved it from a new school every year, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, my freshman year, I had to take the city bus to get there. Okay. It was a school of 150 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a charter school. Um, so, do you know what a charter school is? Yep. But uh, okay. for those for the audience at home. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it perfectly myself. It's just, like, not a public school, but it's not a private school. Like, it's not As, mandated by the city, but... So, I had a couple siblings use one. And as I understand it, a charter school is kind of a, like in my experience, attached to a public institution or part of the public school system in a way, but it is more, instead of being more of the, like, basic-ass classroom, it's a little bit more project-focused. Almost like the Montessori, like, chill, like young kids-style school of, like, oh, just throw them in the room and they learn. But a little bit more structured of, like, okay, set up your project for this class to learn the subject. I would say it's similar to that. Like, we called every one of our teachers by their first name. Yeah. Um, well, not everyone. It was left to the teacher, but most teachers would, like, just call me by my first name. Like, like I guess that... But, like, we definitely used a public school building. Uh, there was, like, a whole thing with it. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's freshman year. Like, shit's awkward. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, every, like I don't even remember. I know I joined tennis. I got convinced to join tennis. Nice. Um, it's my first year playing tennis. Um, I don't even know what all happened. Like school wise is like was fine. I know I do know that when I transferred schools after this one, um, since we got a new Spanish teacher my freshman year, we had three different Spanish teachers. Oh, wow. uh, they marked me as having an F, and then they had to call the school, like, my senior year, to get it fixed. Uh, or, like, to confirm that it wasn't an F. Because I took Spanish 2 already. Uh, uh, and they're like, yeah, he should have an A. So, like, that was a weird thing. But, like, freshman year is just awkward. I don't know. Like, awkward for everyone going yeah. through puberty. I think I was still, like, five foot two at that point. Oh, wow. I had my growth spurt yet. I had my growth spurt between my ninth and uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Summer. Same. I think it was I think it really hit my growth spurt that like yeah sophomore year somewhere in there but I was I think starting I was to like, get taller I think I was 5'1 105 pounds when I started high school oh man I was 5'2 250 so <laughs> <laughs> I was twice your size and blends <laughs> pure mass my freshman, so of, uh, my freshman year of high school the biggest thing was probably swim team like I knew I was going on to the swim team I knew that was going to happen and then I got on the swim team and I was like oh shit I got on a varsity because I know what I'm doing and that was just kind of what plagued me for the rest of my experience in, in swimming was they can't kick me out of varsity because I know what I'm doing I just can't do it quickly <laughs> So gave like, the heart. I had the heart you know, and the knowledge. And the fundamentals. And the fundamentals. fundamentals. We love 
We love the fundamentals here. <laughs> Could not go fast. <laughs> um, that, and then, like, a bunch of those, like, first-year freshman classes were... I... I was in the advanced math class, I remember. But there were there weren't any other advanced courses to take. No, wait, there was an advanced science course I think I wasn't in. That it was like, oh, this is the bio like the, the bio course for the smart kids. And I was just like, it Okay, cool. Oh, like the only advantage there is all my friends were in it. But like it's not actually an honors course, and it's not actually, like, advanced in any way. It's just bio for the smart kids. Fuck yeah, that. I'll just I actually, take AP classes when they're available. And when I was actually a freshman, I passed out of... I don't know why, they like, because I moved around so much, like, my mathematics. Like, they just, like, kind of just assumed that I was lower-level mathematics, and uh-huh. I wasn't. Um, and so, like, I was in algebra, and the teacher's like, you actually know all this already. So she gave me, like, the the final for the class that she gave last year, and I passed it. So I got moved into geometry. Nice. And then a week into that class, she's like, how do you know this stuff? And I said, I don't know. And she gave me the final for that class from last year, and I passed it. Like, it wasn't, like, slightly... Like, it was, like, a 60 or 70%. Like, it was, like, 90% correct, right? Where yeah. you're, like, okay. Like, he obviously knows. So, like, they had to move me all the way up to, like, Algebra 2 <laughs> um, my freshman year. And next class was pre-calc, which they didn't... They taught at that school, but calculus they didn't teach. And I, you had to have, like, four credits. So, I remember, like, the plan for me was I would have to get on bus to travel <clears throat> to... If, if I was there as a junior and senior, I would have uh-huh. to travel to my school during for the first half of the day to take classes. And for me to get my math credit, I would, at lunch, take a 30 to 40 minute bus to a different high school, <laughs> take calculus, and then go back for the latter half of the day. Nice. So that was, that was their plan. And I said, this plan sounds awful. <laughs> but I was a freshman, so I kind of just went with it. Yeah, the only other big thing that, like, I remember freshman year was, uh, just really solidifying my core friend group. Like, we ended up with our lunch table and our squad, and we squatted up, and that was our squad for the next four years. And that's still basically our squad. Hmm. That happened to me more sophomore year, so I always kind of looked at freshman year as being, like, the last year of that period of my life I guess I don't know because I started running cross country sophomore year and that changed things for me it changed in terms me. of <laughs> in terms of you know who I was hanging out with and all that but cross country changed me I wasn't the man I was before I would see things so many things a million cross country runners there's like 12 of us let's calm down (laughs) those hills my ass the people behind me (laughs) it's cross country (laughs) freshman year seems very forgettable i don't know like out of every year in high school i feel like that's the one year that i don't remember any like much about i think the most memorable part of it for me was it was that was the one year my brother was a senior. It was the one year I was in high school with him. Like that's what I could like pinpoint. Like yeah, that that's what happened that year. He was just also there. We both played soccer. <laughs> I ran track. I don't know. <laughs> Some guy tried to get me to join the wrestling team in a very aggressive manner. Yep. He said no. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he was he was he forced a tour on me of like the wrestling room whatever it's called like he was like holding me by like the back of my neck and like wouldn't let me leave it was actually kind of horrible looking back on it like i said i was 100 pounds and this guy was like a state qualifying wrestler i couldn't do anything i was like yeah this this looks fun i'm gonna go and leave they needed somebody uh, for that weight class that's all they needed and i was like no i'm not doing this (laughs) as james and i talked about like a couple months ago in our swimming episode 
our freshman year, we had a set of twin seniors, uh, one of which had been swimming for four years and was, like, jacked as hell. The other one who was the football captain and jacked as hell and joined swimming senior year just on a whim. <laughs> we love it. it was, I know. Um... Yeah, those guys, you, we didn't say no to. <laughs> We had a, I remember, like, this it's semi-related, like, sophomore year when I joined tennis, the senior, like, the seniors there were, they were really cool, but, like, like, they were, like, they were definitely not, like, nerdy or anything, but, like, I didn't really get, like, close with them or anything, uh-huh. but, like, I would say in the last year with the card game I play, I met, one, one of them plays the card game, like, competitively now. Nice. And we're, like, and he's, like, he saw me, and he lives in my area. And he's like, wait, Alex, like, from, wait, tennis? I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, so, like, we've actually, like, like, had had this small friendship bloom over the card game, like, I don't know, eight years later? Hell <laughs> like, yeah. Not even ten. Ten years later. Because, I, like, that was when I was 16, my sophomore year. So, like, over ten years ago. Oh, see, and all the upperclassmen on swimming were total nerds. But they were all the buff nerds who it was like, hey, wait a minute. You mean you can work out and like Pokemon? You watch anime? You, you don't really Skyrim? have that. We didn't have those in Wapon. We didn't have those there. But then like... It didn't exist. On top of that, like... You also didn't mess with any of them. I remember there was one story of uh, this dude decided just he had beef with one of the upperclassmen. Which was a bad move on his part, because he started picking on him and trying to mess with him when, like, had him with his back to his lockers. And from one hallway came two of the swimming guys, around the corner came two of the other swimming guys, and one of the wrestler friends who was going to state for wrestling. So, he, this, like, jackass, who was skinny as hell, picked the wrong moment to try and start shit. As these five guys just converged on him, and we're like, so, uh, you got a problem? <laughs> he, he, he left very quickly problem? after that. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Stare, so, what about your freshman year? Like, you, you got pressure to join wrestling? Uh, I didn't. And then I ran... I tried out for a club soccer team, didn't make it, so I ran track... Um, I broke my wrist right at the end of the freshman year. What? I was running, yeah, I was running in a cast for summer workouts for cross country that year. I was playing basketball in gym ah. when I broke my wrist. It wasn't anything serious. Yeah. Um, other than that, I can't think of like that much memorable stuff like i hung out with my best friend from middle school a lot that year still social studies teachers he uh because like you know you're fucking 13 or whatever it is you don't realize like people in town go to the same places you do so my social studies teacher called out the church my family went to and i like i didn't say anything to his face about it but i was like how the how the fuck did he know how the fuck did you know where I go to church? I've never seen this man in my life. That kind of would have freaked me out because mine was Catholic school and people from all across the county would go to the school. So it was like <laughs> there weren't as many people from my hometown at the school. So it would have been like a little shocking if I didn't know the person. Yeah. And they said something like that. <laughs> like what? My mom wasn't teaching there yet, so... I don't know. I can't think of anything else memorable, though. Yeah. It was a fine year. A good uh, adjustment to the next three years, I guess. Yeah, basically. It wasn't really. It wasn't really for me. It wasn't an adjustment period at all for me because I it was, it was like because I moved again. So yeah, you had to readjust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minecraft. Minecraft blew up. Put that out there too. That, that did. That did blow up our our, our uh, freshman. See, year. I'd say sophomore year, so that makes sense because I'm a year older. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I got I actually bought into it when it was in I was in eighth grade. 
I had a buddy get, I had like a guy sat next to who lived near me, like got me onto it. Like, Hey, you should check out this game. And I was near the end of eighth grade. And I spent the next like four months pestering my friends. Like, dude, you got to get in on this. you got to get in on this. Come on. It's a fun game. I know you'll have a good time. And about freshman year is when everybody caved and was like, yeah, you were right. Let's go. Let's play. Well, the only reason why I played Minecraft is like, I was fine with the game. Um, and then I went to like, my junior year is when I got like really into it. Uh, because I was dating someone that was obsessed with it. So <laughs> No, I have an absolute sour taste for Minecraft. Not because of dating, but because, boy howdy, did I play that game way too much. Alex, you're talking to somebody who couldn't actually run many other things on the family computer. I don't... Yeah, I played on the Xbox 360. Ah. Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we had a time. We had a, we had a lot of time on that game. Well, our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? I, I do have one. <gasps> what do you um, got? Yeah, so uh, music media. Well, it's, I have never. I, I realized, as I say, I only usually recommend video games or anime, but like I'm really big into music too. I just I realized I can like recommend a band. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm going to recommend. Speaking of sophomore year, year after freshman year, a band that got popular ten years ago, eleven years. Ago. I saw them in concert literally last night. Uh, I'm going to recommend Baby Metal. <laughs> How did I know? How did you know? How did you know Baby Metal? Like, come on. Have either of you heard Baby Metal? I think both of you probably have in passing. I've heard yeah. it all. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, <laughs> there was a viral, or one of those, like, meme, joke, image kind of things shared around of, like, some other metal musician being like, oh, yeah, these, like, Baby Metal, like, they're awesome, this is real metal, and in the comment section somebody being an asshole about it and they just told him off of like no fuck you if, if you're gatekeeping metal like this you, you you're a piece of shit that's how everyone views like every metalhead views like they had uh so like in their recent song metali uh they had tom morello on there as a guitarist and i need to remember i think he played i mean let me get the exacts i don't want to i don't want to say it wrong he's like a really like famous guitarist tom uh, morello yeah He's Rage Against the Machine. He's a machine. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was like, I just wanted to make sure it was right. Uh, but yeah, he he, he he was featured in a baby metal song um, in their most recent one. And that song is so good. It's absolutely fantastic. But uh, he's a big fan. Um, there's another artist that like they got featured with recently. Again, just want to make sure I'm getting this correct. I think it was little Uzi Vert. Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, Little Uzi Vert had them uh, featured on his album because he's a giant baby metal fan, too. <laughs> nice. Uh, but baby metal just says to describe the genre. So, like, it's it's basically J-pop mixed with American metal. And it, like, infuses idol culture with metal. Like, it, it, so it's super interesting. So, like, imagine, like, choreographed dances on stage to, like, people headbanging. <laughs> Huh. it's actually a lot of fun it, it was actually probably one of the most more fun concerts i've been to uh in the sense of like how like it looked really fun people were energetic um the music was good because i like their music a lot uh but like yeah so like how they started they were like like it's like came out when we were i think 14 or 15 yeah so that would be around sophomore year i know it was sophomore year and uh People thought it was crazy because the lead singer was born in 97, like we were. Okay. And the two backup dancers were two years younger than her. But so, like, it was this really odd thing when it released of, like, these kids, like, singing to metal music and, like, dancing to it. So, like, it was such an absurd concept that people, like... If you liked it, you liked it. Like, you fell in love with it. It was an all-or-nothing um, thing. Yeah, like, it, it, I, I think you could enjoy it and find amusement from it if you like metal in any respect. Or even, like, like you'll you'll enjoy it. Uh, 
he was like, it's not bad. Like, it's really good music. Um, like, I'm obsessed with it, but I'm also like, it hits literally the two genres of music that I enjoy the most. So like metal rock and uh, J-pop, K-pop music, like big fan yeah. of both of them. So like, can't can't really complain too much. Uh, you got your J-pop in my metal. You got your metal I mean, yeah, in my J-pop. J-pop, basically. So like, I'm a big fan. I, I guess alt rock would be like one of my biggest favorite, most favorite genre is. But like, yeah, like Baby Metal is fantastic. They just recently released a new album. It's really good. Um, it's called The Other One. And like, they're they're very entertaining. They're fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. They're they're great. No, I would fair. say, yeah, like the song that everyone like their first song they ever released was called "Gimme Chocolate," and mm-hmm. I I just like telling people what the song actually says because when translated, it's about a girl worrying that worrying that if she eats too much chocolate, she's gonna get fat, but she really wants to eat chocolate. That's what the song's about. That's it. They have a song called Papaya, which is literally just gibberish. Um, like Japanese gibberish. Okay. <laughs> so it's like stadium music. It's weird. They have such a weird like mix of like meaning. Like one of their songs is about anti-bullying. Uh, okay. <laughs> like it, it gets it gets wild. It gets it gets really wild. But you don't know what they're saying because they're yeah. it's Japanese. Uh, so you don't really care too um, much if you're American who doesn't speak it you're just like yeah cool sounds well that was like around their first album time so like as like they've gotten like older like again they're our age so they've been doing this for 10 11 years now and they oh they started learning english and like some of their songs are fully in english and like because they actually their biggest fan base i believe is in europe huh so like when your english is the most common language in europe still like yeah. And then you have fans in the States. So it's like, why not just make music like English? Like, so they do, they do like, and then they'll do songs where it's a mix of English and Japanese. Yeah, definitely good music. Would recommend. They have four albums. Um, I don't know what my favorite song, my favorite song. Hmm. Probably be, it would probably be Papa. Yeah. I love that song too much. That song is really fucking good. And I can, I can, that's a song you run to. It's really good, but yeah, okay. that, that's, that's my recommendation. Baby metal. <laughs> Nice. Alex, you want to go next or should I? Um, I can go next. I would say piece of media. Been watching uh, Malcolm in the Middle, a classic early 2000s family sitcom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I love Malcolm in the Middle. I am yeah. such a diehard Malcolm fan. Oh my gosh. It's my first time. I've I've seen episodes, but this is the first time. Just, it's just my background show on right now, and it's it's pretty entertaining. It's on Hulu. Um, what season are you on? Ah, uh, I think two, maybe like okay, so late, you're, late, you're, late second season. You're still in the really good stuff. There, it's it. Season three kind of starts falling off, and then afterwards, it's it gets a yeah. little rough, but then it picks back up in the last season. <laughs> oh, okay. I was probably gonna yeah, just stop if it got bad because I'm not that invested. But well, don't no, just stop if you have to. It's not like there's nothing too crazy. Oh yeah, I'm not too invested. But um, yeah, I knew um, oh geez, I forgot his name. Uh, Brian Cranston was in it as the dad, obviously. Yeah. Pre, um, Breaking Bad, another show I have not seen, but um, but uh, I believe post or alongside Power Rangers. He was in Power Rangers? I'm pretty That's sure Brian Cranston was in Power Rangers. I'm, I'm looking this up. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, a Power Rangers guy either, so... He was in Power Rangers... in 1993. Yeah. That's... Power Rangers would have been way before Malcolm in the Middle, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, way, way, Malcolm way. Malcolm in the Middle, before. I think, was not even in the nine. Yeah, not even in the nineties. But interesting. Wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I, Malcolm in the Middle is one of those shows I like. I've seen enough like little clips and images and stuff that I know I'd find it humorous. I just never sat down and watched any of it. Like, they do the the cold opens pretty good. Yeah, the cold opens are so good. Ah, oh, 
or to die for. I feel like a show lives or dies on its cold opens almost, and that's like a first sitcom. Like, if you don't have a good cold open, what are you doing? No, they're not. I mean, Uh, you could, you could, you could survive without the cold opens. I can't think of like, like I don't. Did how you met your mother have cold opens? Your mother had cold opens. Okay. Yeah, like community, community didn't really. But it's it's the. I think part of it, though, is if you have cold open, like, you you either go on or none, right? Like, Community doesn't have cold opens, but Parks and Recreation did. And I think Parks and, Recre- Parks and Recreation phased them out, but I will never forget the Parks and Rec cold open from season one. I think it was season one, might have been season two, where it's Easter and they have the Easter egg hunt. And Tom Hather- Hather- Hatherford just straight up forgot to hide in the Easter eggs. Yeah. Like that, well, I, yeah, the I knew... uh, office fire drill cold open will live forever. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine would do it too. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine had some great cold opens, but I think that worked yeah. really well because they just had that office setting scenario where it's like, all right, we'll do the cold mm. open in the office. Right. How, how long is, like, like, I feel like Malcolm in the Middle is, like, fairly short for a cold open, but, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're all that short. I, I don't watch too many sitcoms, so I don't know. They weren't, they weren't the longest like bits or whatever you want to describe them. They weren't, they rarely like carry on for very yeah. long. Most, like, most opens is are like 20 seconds. Something less. 20 to 30 seconds. Like, is yeah, like, yeah. I think one of the longest cold opens was the office fire drill. Cause it was basically like a whole scene like going on and it, yeah. Out, after it ended, it was a, uh, opening credits, and then the rest of the episode started off with like, "Yeah, Stanley's in the hospital." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Malcolm Mill diehard, though. Like, I, I think I've brought this up on the podcast before, not as a recommendation, but like one of the episodes that because I think we're talking generally talking about sitcoms and yep. how they like get bad. Um, and like obviously. I know a lot about Malcolm Middle. I think I referenced like when in the spoiler, I guess, for the opening of season, I think six, like the final season, whatever, where Lois has to go to Iraq to save Reese from the military. (laughs) She flies there herself and brings him home. Yeah. Like, Sitcoms can get off the rails sometimes. Like, Jump the shark <laughs> a little. Yeah. <laughs> As they say, Thanks to literally for sitcoms. <laughs> yeah. Which, I love Jump that being... Shark. I love that water skiing is the result... is, like, what resulted in jumping the shark. I mean, it's absurd, which is what is uh, jumping the shark, so... <laughs> The Fonz on water skis in goddamn like California, doing a ski jump over a shark, just because they could. I mean, the they Fonz. they created their own legacy with that by being known for that the the absurd. I don't even know bit storyline, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Content. <laughs> You either die a hero or live long enough to jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you become that 70s show where you live long enough to survive until your last season, which isn't so great. Then you come back for a rival that, revival that was kind of mediocre. I've only seen the first season of, like, like watching through. I've obviously seen episodes from other seasons of that 70s, but, like, I've only watched the first season through that 70s show. I, I have no idea how good the revival is. I heard middling. My, it was like, this example. No, I mean your opinion. <laughs> um, cool. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Did have a pretty good cast. Uh, my recommendation this week is a YouTube channel, Arcane Arcade. It is the, like, backup live stream channel for XP to level 3, who is a Dungeons & Dragons-focused videographer and comedian. Uh, but they're, like, his 
crew who does like live streamed D and D games. They post their their vods there. I'm currently watching through their Wild Beyond the Witchlight playthrough, which is surprisingly so much different than ours. Wait, are we? We were. Is that the module we're doing right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to know now. I always love listening to other people's stories from other modules. Like, like it's their actual like live playing. But uh, I because it took us what two sessions to get through the carnival. Yeah, yeah. I think it took them like two three hour episodes. To be fair, they also have like one more player than we do. But I mean, I mean, what we took if our session is what usually two hours, two and a half hours if you really want to be generous. Yeah. Um, and I think the car one of the carnival ones actually did go long. Like, so we might have gotten the like, carnival in the same amount of time, but they're definitely not going to be speed running uh the hags. Oh, absolutely not, because they're actually starting at level one. They can't just bonk them. No, they can't, surprisingly. But bonk. <laughs> but I like bonk. bonking. Um, but it's it's pretty good energy. They got some decent character work and characterization. Some really good, like, just background noise. Throw down while you work on other things. And I also kind of used it to get a sense of, like, when I was setting up to run Wild Beyond the Witchlight, it was nice to have, like, okay, let's sit down, see how they started off, see how they do the transition, like... Because it mostly makes sense in the writing, but it was nice to, like, watch and listen to it being done as well. So, I mean, they've got, they got some other stuff, too. Like, there's a Fallout series I want to watch that they did. They have a few episodes of an Eberron, like, where they did the starting Eberron adventure and then went from there. Um, I think they might have a Curse of Strahd, maybe? But they've got a few playthroughs under their belt of different modules. Yeah. So, like I said, good background noise. I don't know. It's not the, like... It's definitely not intended to be, like, a Critical Role or a Dimension 20 or Dungeons & Daddies where it's like, hey, we're playing to the audience, we're actors. It, it really is like, hey, this is a home game that we're live streaming. Watch our home game. Okay. It's good vibes. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's so many D&D podcast type things nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah. How do you manage to listen to them all, RJ? You don't. You only listen to the good ones. And that is NADPOD and Dungeons and Daddies. You need nothing else. <laughs> okay, so your recommendation, out the window. Yep. To be fair, <laughs> it's not a podcast. Seems like one. Nope. It's a YouTube channel. With YouTube videos. That have only media and, like, sounds over it, correct? No, no, it's, like, li like cameras and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, okay. no, it's, like, their studio, like, they've got it set up, like, there's a camera facing their, like, TV table. So that's their shtick. Okay, I see, I see, I see. I was, like, over it, and it looked like a podcast. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, they actually show you them, like, they have miniatures they set up and stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's more like Critical Role's videos, you know? <laughs> Alright, why did I... I can't... I, I'm sorry to sidetrack this. I just scrolled up in the Discord a little bit, and I saw the golf singles. <laughs> Single oh. family golfers are looking for you. <laughs> well. Hey. <laughs> Alex, Hello? Do you want to get on the ground floor of the next... Uh, the next business venture of Better Buddies Cor Industries Cor Incorporated? You know I do. Uh-oh. So, three <laughs> weeks ago, John, Eli, and I are planned out how to, we're going to revolutionize the dating game. We're going to revolutionize the industry with a brilliant, transformative new product. Okay, I'm listening. Yummy. Yummy. Dating I'm single. I'm light. ready to mingle. Okay, you know what? You got you got the hook. I'm I'm looking to bite it. What what is this roguelike? How how are we? So, you create the profile on the dating app, but you only have your name, and maybe a picture, 
And then as you play the roguelite, you can unlock things to add on to your dating app. You lose health when you swipe on people, but you gain health when you get matches or talk with them to encourage engagement. Plus, if you run out of health, you have to delete your profile. So the only way you really lose is if you get too overeager. It also cuts down on people just people watching because, you know, you can't just swipe to look at people. You gotta actually, like, engage with them. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. There's also going to be raids where, like, <laughs> you're paired with people in the raid who have similar interests and things. Uh, there's one of the mini bosses near the end is just go to therapy. You don't get to progress down the tree unless you go to therapy. You have to, like, send in doctor receipts. Yes. Your therapy. Okay, okay. We're, 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 therapy. We, we gotta get the credentials um, here, man. Listen, you got, you got some things wrong with you. You gotta get it. <laughs> well, here's, here's the two money makers. One, in the terms and conditions, the terms and conditions states if two people use our dating app, meet on the dating app, get married, we will pay them $50. But, if they get divorced, they each owe us $100. <laughs> Oh, because you lost. You, lo you, lo you still lost the game. The game yep. is eternal. Yep. No, but you know that's that's small potatoes compared to the big money maker. Seventy-five percent of all dating apps, and I'm making that number up, are owned by the Match Group, aka the people who own Tinder, Hinge, OkCupid, Match.com, like all of them. Yeah. We just need to become big enough that we get bought out by the Match Group. That's how we make our million. Okay. Now, now I have a recommendation. We gotta make this the most spaghetti code thing possible. Yeah. So when they come to buy it, we can pretend like we have to, we have to have a front like like the code looks clean. It would be easy to work out. No bubbles, no troubles, right? Yeah. So when they buy it and then use it, it deletes itself because we don't oh. own it anymore. We don't even need to do that. Like we don't care. <laughs> If the, um, we don't care what they do with it once they buy it. We got the money. Yeah. Well, no, we got the money, but then we're, we're sticking it to the man, RJ. Gotta nah. stick it to the man also. Nah. <laughs> Play the system, win the system, walk away from the system. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, you try and fight the system, that's when they get you. Uh, also, if, if you like the roguelite, can I sell you on the... Dating app battle royale. No, 101 one, singles enter, five couples leave. <laughs> Listen, that one, that one, I don't think would work. Uh, no, no, you don't understand. We're putting 101 people on an island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Only five well couples aware. get to leave, so 20 people are allowed to leave. Yep. 10 mm -hmm. people are allowed to leave. I can do math. <laughs> people loved Squid Game. Why wouldn't they love this? They probably would. It's just, are we we're recording this? Be, yeah, would they be participating or would they be viewing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Anybody who participates is desperate enough, they won't care. Anybody viewing is so desperate for the drama, they won't care. Okay, speaking of dating shows and drama, uh, apparently there was like a new Netflix show. Maybe it wasn't even new. I don't know. It was this appeared on my Twitter line. Um, and... Some some professional Pokemon player said, "Man, I feel attacked by this statement." And the the description of the episode was, "Will X person figure out how to navigate the is like basically ups and downs of dating a profession a twenty four year old professional Pokemon player?" Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Is this really like what dating shows have come down to? Getting nerds to date?" Like. Hey. <laughs> you think that one's messed up? Uh, when I was watching Food Network a while back, there were ads for a dating show where they couldn't talk to each other. Uh, they could only talk in the very spe in like the specified room at the specified times where it's like, yeah, now you can talk to each other yeah. as normal human beings. The rest of the time, they had to like act out adapted animal mating rituals to try and like seduce one of the other competitors. This does not sound like this show should exist. 
and yet it does. <laughs> this yeah, is why I don't have cable anymore. <laughs> RJ doesn't pay for cable either. I'm just saying in general, this is what entertainment is? Nah. Yeah. My entertainment's the 2003 sitcom. That's right. Back when <laughs> television was quality. Yeah, that 2003 <laughs> quality. That okay, a real the, high film. Was the first show to do dynamic camera angles. Thank you. No, not dynamic, but like dynamic, like like in the sense of like, I can't remember like actually, but like they used the whole room instead of just having like a background. Ah. Um, like they know, shot from, yeah. Yeah, like they shot from multiple different angles, but like the whole house was actually a house. It's just not yeah. like mm, they're the first time. Yeah, single camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a single camera. It's a. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I was just talking about that time period in general. I respect Malcolm in the Middle's place in sitcom history. As the best one. Well, those are fighting words. Right alongside Dr. House. Yeah. House MD being <laughs> medical. <laughs> I don't think House isn't sick. Doctor House MD. You know, this I'd week, say, I'd say, how's Doctor House gonna make his patients laugh? <laughs> I, said, I, I, I finished it to be medical drama. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Excuse okay. me. Sorry. Doctor House getting up to wacky hijinks with his roommate Wilson. <laughs> he does. He does though. Wilson, did you hide my drugs again? <laughs> Where are my painkillers, Wilson? Where are the painkillers, Wilson? Don't make me get my cane. <laughs> okay, oh no! I, I, will I say, accidentally I, switched I, the patient's prescriptions. I gave I, the I kid do, meth. I do hold uh, that uh, Doctor House uh, MD has House MD. That has one of the best episodes in like TV history. Like hundred percent. I will I will hold that till I die. That that is that is something I will I will say. I will die on this. Is it the one where it actually does turn out to be Lyme's disease? No. Um, Come on, that was such a good episode, though. We finally got it. Uh, It's the one where uh, House is like teaching a class. Um, Oh, that one basically teaching about like his own illness because the doctors got it wrong on him and like his reason for like being the way he is and why he never gives up like it's it's a really it's a really good episode isn't Very it also that episode. the chief medical pre- like person is the one who diagnosed him so it's that like yeah. his best and there's like, a whole relationship also I, misdiagnosed him. yeah well like but even close for someone that like he dated wants like like Cuddy, like it, it, there's a whole, there's a whole like subplot there, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in that episode, and it's really, really good. Like if you, if you know House, it's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I will fight you on the sitcom though. I I think Parks and Recreation is the best sitcom. Maybe competed by Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I, I'm just very nostalgic uh, to Malcolm, so. I would say while both shows are great, I don't know if... It, I can't say they're the best. Isn't your favorite How You Met Your Mother? Like, No, it's not my favorite. Um, sort of I would fucking say... Christ, if you say The Friends or The Office, you're off the show permanently. No. Oh no, I, I mean, I'm just not sure I consider if Community's really a sitcom or not. It's Oh, Community don't count. You've seen seasons yeah. three and four. Why would they count? I mean, it counts. I'm just saying it, it counts as a sitcom. It just don't count as, like, the best one. It, it is a sitcom. Community is indeed a sitcom. I, three and three and four season three and four no four is the bad one three is fine oh is four the gas leak year uh yes i thought three was I gas believe. leak year. i think so that's when pierce was kind of like yeah gone that's when the creator was gone too 
the showrunner. Yeah, no, three is Gasly Gear, because then four Pierce is gone, and season five is when everybody leaves. Uh, well, season six. What's what's season six? Season six uh, existed, which is actually a pretty good season, but it existed just so they could do the six seasons in a movie bit. Shit. That's that's solid. And they're making the movie. Six they are, yeah, movie. I see that. They literally, it's just one line said in season one, and literally they're making their show six seasons in a movie. That's... It's dedicated to the bit and to, like, just the tone of their show. Commit to the bit. But they gotta bring Troy back. Like, if they don't get Donald Glover on I this... I mean, he's got it, yeah. It's... He did something with them. They, they did, did like a, a table, table read. read thing, yeah. yeah, he was there. Chevy Which Chase like, was not there. I, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> but they also, did, I think the table read was his episode where he was dead, so. Um, well, Makes I'm pretty sense. sure from that table read, they're like, oh yeah, we all still have like a group chat that's going. And like, we, we all still talk to each other. And Glover's like, well, no one talks to me. And they're like, yeah, you're too big for us. You don't have time for us. He's got a lot going on. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, what upcoming video games are you excited for and why? Oh my gosh. Do you want me like, do you need me to pull I, I would say I have two answers. One is... I know on the Switch, on the online store, they have all these old games they've been putting out, but I don't see any Pokemon games, so I'm holding out hope that those Pokemon games show up. I have no idea if they actually will or not. Oh, I can tell you where hey, to get um, them. I mean, I know I can, like, get them, like... No, no, I mean on the Switch. Yeah, you gotta I think sign they're already there. You got to Nintendo Online. I yeah. have Nintendo Online. I no, didn't think the they were premium. there. The premium. Premium? Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, is the Game Boy Color one on premium? I don't know. Let me look. Uh, I know, like, the... Lucky, lucky they've got, like, Pokemon Coliseum or some shit coming on there or something, right? No, they have Pokemon Stadium. They have. Uh, they don't I mean. have... They don't have yeah. the Game Boy Color ones on there yet. I imagine they no. will. Yeah, I have Pokemon Stadium on my... I think the N64 one still, so I'm not worried about that. I want my, my original games, though. Otherwise, um... Even though I'm assuming it's just going to be exactly like Madden has become nowadays, NCAA football is coming back probably, I think, next year. 2024 at the... 2025 at the... I don't even know at this point, but... I love those that game series. It's been out... It's, it hasn't been around for 10 years now, but it's supposedly coming back, and I hope it's good. Spidey-man. Spidey-man. Spidey I am excited Man. for Spider-Man. I still need to play Miles Morales. When does Spider-Man... Oh, what day? What, what does it come out? Spider-Man 2 comes out October something. 20th. Okay, I have I have time. Have, I still have time. You have time. You have 25 days. That's the, the, Miles Morales isn't that long. No, it really isn't. You can borrow mine so if you like, want. Uh, Riley's here too, so like I can... I, I, have, I have ample opportunities. Perfect. <laughs> and he has it for PS5, so... Wow. I mean, I'm not sure if you got no. some with yours, your PS5 or not, so. No, I got Miles Morales before I got the PS5. But it, it was a good game, and I uh, I remember back when I recommended it, they did a good job uh, altering the controls and shifting the, like, play style to appropriately fit Miles' power set. And yeah. the controls mostly, like, were sensical, right? Like, they they naturally flowed. Okay. I just saw... Sorry to diverge this. Spider-Man comes out the 20th. So does Super Mario Wonder. I'm sorry. So what? I can't. You want to play Spider-Man over Super Mario Wonder? Yes. It's Super no. Mario. It's going to be the same thing as all the other things, except this time there's an elephant. Do you know how long... It's been since we've gotten a new Mario game? Like, three weeks. 
They make new Mario games no. all the time. <laughs> no, no, we actually, I was talking Sorry, about this with the friend the other day. They publish Mario games all the time. No, 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 no. Last year, the last two years, they've released four Mario games, all being spinoffs, three of them being, two of them being Mario Party. Oh, really? They haven't released Mario in, like, they've, like, slowed down. I didn't they, know they like, made the whole, Mario Parties. The last, well, it was, uh, the last two that came out, two of them came out, like, was the Switch one, which was in college. But, like, then they had the one, the... The one with all the old boards. That oh, only came right. out a year or two ago. But like, right, right, right. Yeah, like to put in perspective, Mario games release. They just announced like eight Mario games at the last direct. Yeah, <laughs> because they were not like they legitimately were not releasing. Like they haven't released them. So to put in perspective, there have been a total of. So this is upcoming. This year there has been zero. We're in. We're in September. Uh, last year there was two. Oh, it was Mario Strikers Battle League and Mario and Rabbits, which isn't even produced by Nintendo. That's that's uh I can't remember, but the Rabbits got people. The, the then only the year keeping them alive. Yeah, the, the year before was the remake of Super Mario World, uh, 3D World. Then you had Mario Golf, WarioWare, and then Mario Party. Damn. So since the start of 2021, we've had a remake and four spinoffs. Damn. And then they're like, yeah, like, no, I'm excited. Let me be excited. I mean, being excited, I am, uh, honestly... I am actually excited for a Mario game because I want to pick it up. I want to play Mario. Yeah, I- I'm sure we're just in the different opposite spectrums of like I I will play Mario day one, and you'll play Spider Man day one, and then and- we trade. Exactly, <laughs> but there's multi online multiplayer in this one. I don't have Mo- Nintendo Online. What? It's twenty dollars a year. I should probably pick that up. <laughs> oh yeah get, get those Huge like key. free online download games from like the 64 or whatever they have, I have the NES ones that's how I was playing Dr. Mario that's, that's good yeah that's, a, that's, that's from the $20, $20 a year alone. Mm-hmm. play some Dr. Mario Oof. I think I you get the like super 30 for the family plan which, which do you share it with my own so. why do you have the family plan so the test can use it per account. No, no, that's not how that works. It what? was how it worked. No, you can. At. No, no, you can have. It's based off a of switch, not user. So you can have one account on your switch that has online. And if that's your main, if that, if like, let's say I'm the main person on my switch, I have switch online. I can create four or five different users. They would have online too. Uh, the family plan is if you have separate switches. So, for example, if me, you, and RJ all were like, let's make our switch online cheap, we could split a family plan. You can have up to four people on it. Fancy. Okay. Yeah. I was putting my sister on it anyways, so I was like... Oh, it works out. There you go. Out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it works out. But like that's 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 why I was like, wait, you've paid you've been paying an extra ten dollars a year, sir. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> okay, Switch Online is actually super cheap, but it is pretty notoriously bad. So like, pay for what you get, I guess. Neat. Um, our next question this week: What are some ways dating in the workplace can come to haunt you? You have to work with that person if you break up with them. And then if they get promoted, they're your boss. Get like, there's a lot of ways. Like, if you, like, yeah, if you if you break up, there's some issues. Like, even when you're dating, like, then you're just, you might be around them too much, right? Like, yeah. For some people, I wouldn't say, like, everyone would have that issue, but, like, you would see them in the morning to work, then you would be at work with them, and then you'd come home. It's like, where's the space? And I think it depends a little bit on where what your job is, right? Like, 
I think teaching, if you both teach at the school, but it's like, oh, you're an English teacher and they're a math teacher, so, like, you pull into the school and then never see them until it's, like, 4.30. Oh, very different. Yeah. Compared to, like, oh, yeah, we work in the same department and our cubicles are right next to each other. Um, if it's against the rules, that that could get you. Okay, I think I I know there's some jobs that require it, but like for like a normal like cubicle job, if you're like not allowed to date employees, I think that's rude. Oh, also going back to the Nintendo, um, Switch Online versus expansion pack, you need to get the fifty dollar expansion pack if you want to play classic Nintendo sixty four Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. I got a Game Boy Color games are still or the Sega Genesis stuff. Yeah, so that's an extra fifty dollars. Or is it fifty dollars total? total? So like you'd pay, pay an extra thirty. Yeah, yeah extra and 30. you also get like if if you have Mario Kart, you get all like the DLC maps too. Like like the fifty dollars isn't actually that bad. Like it's the year it's cheaper than most others. Yeah. Like it's actually not too bad. Like if you use it, I just don't want to use any of it. Like I genuinely was interested in the Nintendo sixty four ones. Just because, like, I didn't have a Nintendo 64 growing up. So it was like, mm, I could go back and, like, play Super Mario and finally finish Ocarina of Time. Well, if you want to play Mario 64, I have the Mario collection where it has 64. They sunshine. have GoldenEye. They, they also have Pokemon Eye Snap, Stadium, and Stadium 2. Have you, have you, when was the last time you played GoldenEye? Let, let's, let's have this time. I never played GoldenEye. I hate this game with the passion. The game is bad. The game is all play Majora's Mask. Okay, that's fair. But like you could do that in your 3DS too. It's Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Puzzle League. Did you play the new Pokemon Snap? No, but I wanted to. I, I still want to. I, I think I'm going to pick it up on Black Friday because I'll probably drop to 40. I think that's like I should. I, I seen it at 40 before. I just never really scooped it. I should have scooped it when I saw it at 40. The Game Boy Advance games are not as good. There is no Pokemon in that list. Probably because there's no spin-off think, I think the Game Boy Advance games are actually bangers for Switch Online. Oh, they're decent games, but, like, it's, it's fine. It's not the stuff I play. But, like, I think... Don't they have Golden Sun on there? They also have Metroid. Um... They have they have Minish Cap, which is fantastic. They have Superstar Saga. Uh, let's see. I don't know what the other ones are, but like. Uh, but yeah, dating in the workplace. Take the risks, make mistakes, fuck around, and find out. And that's my favorite phrase, just because uh, Riley told me a story once about how he had to cover someone's shift. Uh, because they accidentally scheduled her um, while she was, like, on getting ready to, like, have a baby. And, like, she was going on paternity leave um, or maternity leave. And, uh, but the dad also was in the workplace. <laughs> so they both left, and they didn't they didn't schedule either of them. Uh, they scheduled both of them, so he had to cover a ship for them. And he's like, I was like, why do you have to work? And he's like, well, I just picked it up to be nice. He's like... I was like, oh, are they dating? He's like, no, they just kind of fucked around and found out. <laughs> 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 that was like the best way I've ever heard that used. I was like, that, that's that's great. But that is literally why that phrase exists. No, I just love the... It, it's a phrase that gets used a lot in my workplace. Where we're just like, yeah, they fucked around and now they get to find out. Our last question this week. Uh... In a weird way, why do we love fictional characters like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees? With further details, they just end innocent lives sometimes. Uh, some They just end innocent lives, sometimes horrible people lives, but mostly innocent ones who don't deserve the horrible ending, but we still like them. I myself, a Jason Voorhees fan. I hate both characters. Yeah, I don't... I don't <laughs> I, I vibe with either. <laughs> Movies suck. I hate them. <laughs> I don't really like care about the characters i've never seen any of the movies 
but I have this, like, really niche interest of, I like to read the Wikipedia articles about horror movies. Like, I don't actually care to consume any of the media, but I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Um... And I think a big one is just people like the slasher flicks, right? Like, they like the, ah, uh, look at all the ways they're killing people. That's so gross. Oh. Yeah, ain't for me. That ain't for me. But, like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, it's very odd. I'm not into it. I think they're, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think there's anything that's similar, like, I guess, like, I guess there are villains I like, right? Like, yeah. they're, like, I, but, like, when it comes to well, I think there's a difference similar, between, I guess there's, like, a Jason Voorhees, a Michael Myers, a uh, Freddy Krueger, where it's like, all they do is killing, that's all they like to do is killing, compared to, like, a Darth Vader, or, um, fuck, uh, the... Don Corleone from The Godfather or uh, Thanos where it's like, oh, these are villains who are like intelligent and have plans and can give you reasons and logic that makes you stop and go like, oh, what if they're right? And then you think about it for another 30 seconds and remember that, oh, wait, this is the bad guy whose logic does not actually hold up, but he believes it enough that he almost got me. Yeah, I don't. Just, I don't know the lore behind either of these guys, but like, I don't know what what they're, why, why are they doing what they do? Well, I can tell you. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about Jason or Michael Myers, but I know Freddy's lore because my sister was obsessed with Freddy. Um, like he drowned, right? Or no, no, Jason's the one that drowned. Jason's Freddy's the one, the one that. Freddy Krueger yeah. was a he lives in people's dreams. Yeah, and. Like, it, it's like, oh my god. And then Michael Myers was like a psychotic, like, grew up in some hillbilly cult thing, I think. I couldn't tell you. I, I think Myers is the one that I know the least. Same. But Jason Voorhees is Friday the 13th. And originally, like, was just a slasher villain in a bag mask. And then they gave it the backstory of, like, oh, he was a kid at the camp who, like, his mom worked for the camp, and his mom was kind of crazy, and the kids bullied him, and then he drowned. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think, like, Freddy's has to do with, like, a church cult, and, like, someone got raped. Maybe he got raped. I don't know. Like, gosh. Oh, I thought it was like, that there's... he was a, like, human bad guy who, like, did horrible crimes and then, like, didn't get... Like, he either did or did not get busted for it. I think he, like, got busted for it, but then got away with it. Isn't that Jason? Not Jason, uh... Freddy. I'm talking about Freddy. Yeah. yeah no, Freddy... Freddy. Krueger. Freddy Krueger is, mm -hmm. like... No, I'm pretty sure he was, like, in a church cult, and he got raped as a kid, and... Hold on. Now I gotta Google. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. We, we... You're seeing here, viewers and listeners... Just how little we know about slasher horror flicks. Yeah, I was never okay, a fan. There we go. They scare me. Okay, so I, I, we're both right in in ways. His mom was part of a church cult, oh. and in a hospital, she was raped by over a hundred psychopaths. What the fuck? She became pregnant with Freddy, and then he became a murderer notorious for killing children. There you go. That is the backstory of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Well, how does he show up in people's dreams then? Why not? To be fair, a lot of slasher flicks they come up with the backstory in like movie two. I know. I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. They just say, "Here's Big Bad," and yeah. Right, that's that's it. Here's Big Bad. And anything beyond Move movie on. two is gonna suck. I thought Freddy vs. Jason did really well. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, I think that's it for this week. <laughs>
Uh, you want to for... dive deeper on slasher? Slasher. Like, we'll save that for the sister podcast I start up someday called uh, Unofficial, where we're the official, uno- the unofficial official podcast of whatever the subject is that episode. Yeah. Um. Thank you both for joining. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no, yeah. no worries. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. You can also find us on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we have our meme Mondays and our icebreaker questions. Our social media, formerly known as Twitter account, is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last but not least, be a better buddy. God. For the first time in my life, I've, anytime I've bet on a game on FanDuel, I did Moneyline. But this time I was like, Ohio State, three and a half. They're going to cover that. I'm going to put a dollar on it. And then they win by three and don't cover three. it. It's like, <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, that. that's not even fun. That's I'm never, I don't think I'm ever doing that again. That Like betting like that. That's not fun. It's, never it's do so money stupid. Line. Never do a money line. So stupid. Rule number one, kids, never do the money line. You can do the money shot, just don't do the money line.